There are certain companies that just by being associated with the project can blacklist the game. Companies that just by the mere appearance of them showing up turns players off, whether it's by the company's grueling business practices of nickeling and diming you for every inch they can get out of you, or for wild sexual con- misconduct uh, allegations. Some companies are just tainted. Unfortunately, EA is one of those companies. EA, while being one of the biggest publishers out there, is has been rated as one of the worst companies in America for like three years in a row. They're not exactly someone you want to get into bed with. And yet, when little indie studio Coldfront wanted a publisher, that's who they went with. Coldwood, sorry. That's who, where they went. And going through Unravel, playing this little indie game that could, this little game all about connections and bringing people together, it seems pretty yin and yang, to be honest. It felt like this game that was a bite-sized eight-hour thing didn't belong underneath the banner of EA. Even if it was under the EA Originals, a program that would go on to make many games thrive. From It Takes Two and Has Light, A Way Out, again under Has Light, Sea of Solitude, and the Unravel series, the EA Originals has been giving smaller developers chances that they might not have gotten otherwise. I'm not going to sit here and sing the praises of EA. They are still a stomach churning company to even discuss but with the EA originals you've done something right in my book my name is Intane Raven we're going to be talking about Unravel today and Coldwood on this episode of Tales of the Hunt but before we really get into it I want to address the poll that I asked last week of if you guys wanted mini episodes going forward and you guys said yes. You guys would like to have some mini episodes thrown into the mechs here and there. So, as a little Easter gift, come Monday, I will be uploading a smaller, not even a smaller episode, but just a little side episode of talking about some of the games that I have 100%ed, but there is no platinum trophy. So, with those games, I'll kind of just be talking more about the game itself and kind of just going through my memories of vagueness that happened to go through it just because you know there's no platinum trophy there's no there's not a full episode but thanks to the poll and thanks to your responses i will be doing that so look for the first mini episode which is probably going to be longer than this episode just because of the uh how many trophies there are coming out on monday now there's something i I really want to talk about when it comes to Unravel and it's this quote that I found in an interview from one of the lead from one of the leads from Coldwood when he was talking about the game basic uh, it was right after the the first real hit of a game when he noticed basic uh, I want to make sure I get this name right because I am terrible and I'm really sorry if I mispronounced this. Martin, Martin Sahilin 
with Coldwood being a Swedish company, I'm really sorry if I messed up your name. Please forgive me. But he's one of the core guys at Coldwood at the time. And he wanted to... And he was reflecting on his big game, essentially. A fighting game that was pretty technical and he didn't like it at the end. And this is what he had to say. And the kind of philosophy that drove the creation of Unraveled, which is something that I really want to look at. Basically, with the fighting game, I'd had the undivided attention of the hundreds of thousands of people, but I didn't try to say anything meaningful to them. I just killed a bit of their time. It felt like such a waste. From that point on, all I wanted was to make something that had something, no matter how big or small, important to say. Something to give. Second, I learned that it's important to stay true to what your game is at its heart. You can compromise on a lot of things, but if you compromise with the heart of the game, it dies. You have to know what you're making, and you make sure everybody else knows too. These two driving philosophies is what took Unravel to where it eventually became. We are talking about a puzzle platformer game with a unique mechanic that I haven't quite seen anywhere else in any other game and we're talking about a game that honestly has such a cute aesthetic when I first platinum this game and I talked about it on the YouTube channel I said that it was easily one of the most one of the cutest games I'll ever play on the channel and I have to say six years later I'm pretty much still holding on to that opinion unravel is all like is a wordless story told from the little perspective of a yarn creation called Yanni. As you move through the levels and you puzzle platform your way up and over, you are attached by the yarn that keeps it going. As you continue to go, you run out of yarn, so you have to get to these checkpoints to rebuild your yarn up to continue going. Every move you make costs a little bit of yarn, and it's interesting to play through. And that might make it sound a bit more complicated than it is, but I promise you it isn't. And it ends up going into this nice flow pretty easily. Unravel is a type of game that it's not for anyone, for everyone. But it is for people who really just want to try something new. Unravel, I really did enjoy. And... I was over the moon when Unravel 2 was announced and released, even though I still haven't played it because the channel and now the podcast has gotten so busy, essentially. But I want to talk about Martin's quote. If you don't know what you're making, the game would die. If you compromise on its heart, the game would die. You see that so many times nowadays in the gaming industry, it is heartbreaking. Looking at Cyberpunk 2077, looking at Marvel's Avengers, these are two games that should have been easy, out of the park, nailed, and they failed completely on its face. But a little indie game that could, not only saw relative success for its size, it was then able to continue and make a sequel. The gaming industry 
has its issues. But as we go through the trophies on Unravel and we start finding the missing pieces, hopefully, you can see why this game should be played by more people. It's not exactly a, an upper tier list at all, but, you know. So if the first trophy is missing piece, find the first missing piece. This is going to be for completing the game. Now there are, every level you go through, you're going to find a missing piece at the end of it. A little yarn creation connecting someone to someone else. The story of Unravel is a family that's slowly unraveling themselves and them needing to come together. As you play through the levels, you'll find little character moments in the background that because you're, you're yawning and you're about the size of my ankle, can't really be a part of. They're told wordlessly and they're told through Northern Light-esque pictures in the background. I don't want to spoil anything because I truly believe you should play this game and I truly believe that if you are going to go through the process of hunting down some games, you should have some surprises. But let's see what you take out of it. Watch the waves. The other, this game has probably one some of the most beautiful water I've seen in a game. And coming from a 2D puzzle platforming perspective, that's really saying something. I'll put this water above the black flag water and above a lot of the water I've seen in games since then. I'm trying to think of like what's another game that people are like, oh the water though. Like Unravel, in my opinion, is still one of the best games for water and just waves and just yes. Found at last. Find the third missing piece. So for those three trophies you're just gonna be playing through the game going into completion. It was only in the fourth level when I realized I'd been missing trophies already. Get a clue, spelled C-L-E-U. Get the secret, hit it, in the mountain maze. There are little secrets that you need to find by taking the off-beaten path. And again, with this game's mechanics of everything being tied up together, you need to be careful on how you're progressing. If you see extra bits, check them out, explore them. Again, it's a 2D puzzle platform where we can only really go forward. The guides are all available. Guides are available, but they're not really needed. Taking the time to explore everything this game has would show you where they are. But again, each level has one, so you're not going out of your way that much. And the levels are pretty much sh pretty short, if I do say so myself. Walk about, find the fourth missing piece. Everlasting, find the fifth missing piece. Sacred Earth, find the sixth missing piece. Undaunted, find the secret in the crushing zapping death machine. This one is actually pretty difficult, and it might be one of the more memorable and more difficult secrets that you need to find. What you need to do for this game is you need to go ahead and look around the zapping machine. Essentially, your goal 
with the zapping machine is to go up. You need to go all the way over to the right, come back all the way over to the left, drop down, and it'll be in your way, essentially. But keep in mind that when you come to the crushing zapping death machine, you do need to do a bit more work than normal. Just following the flow and finding extra things isn't going to get it enough. You're going to require a lot of raising and lowering your level and just being hyper-aware and hypersensitive to what's coming your way. Shutdown. Steal the sixth missing piece back. Reach out. Clear the seventh missing piece. Snowfall. Welcome to level eight. Clear all the snowy branches in one go. This is actually a pretty fun level, not gonna lie. With it, half of it being covered in snow and half of it being just interestingly enough there, it creates a really beautiful scene, but you need to bounce on every single branch. You need to clear off completely all the snowy branches. And you have to do this on one run through of the level. If you try again, you have to try again from the top. Just another thing to keep in mind. Cold but warm. Find the eighth missing piece. Time will catch up. Find a broken half piece. The end is not the end. Find the other broken half piece. Renewed. Mend a broken bond. Eagle Eye. Tail down. Find the secret hidden in the treetops where you fly. This is actually going to be back in your seventh mission. You have to pretty much just climb up and find it. I didn't realize that they were there and how tricky they can be until I realized that, oh, I'd missed most of these trophies. Because. Even though I did say that they're pretty easy to find, you still need to put in the work. It's very much like Limbo in that perspective of there are certain, tro like, they're all there. They're all easily enough to find, but you do have to think a bit creatively and do have to actually explore the area. It's not a Metrovania where it's kind of just like, oh, this is obviously something that you just can't do right now. Gardener, tear down all the thistles in one row. This is going to be your first, in your first mission level, in your first level. Don't know why I suddenly forgot how to say words. Flow. Use your lasso to jump between 25 different points without touching the ground. This is going to be pretty easy, actually. If you just swing from two points back and forth until you get the trophy, you'll get the trophy. Again, it's actually pretty simple. Pathfinder. Make the water wheel turn without using the log rafts. Up. You're gonna have to go down for the log raft. If you just go, or is it the other way around? On your first playthrough, use the log raft, and then on your second playthrough, just avoid the log raft at all points. You can do it. It's it's doable. It's easy. Dig where you stand. Use the excavator to find a secret. This is actually going to be back in your sixth mission, I want to say. It's the mission at the um, dig site. I believe. Yeah, it's the dig site. I'm trying to think. Like, I can picture the 
the map, it's all radioactive, it's gross, it's kind of stinky. But, yeah. Reckless, find the little box in the engine room. This is gonna be pretty, this is gonna be another one of those kind of difficult ones where you just have to like, again, back with mission five, no, yeah, mission six actually, where you have to like go through the, the building, the construction zone, that's where that one's gonna be, it's not easy. Obsessive, break all the ice on the way to the letterbox in one go. This one sucks. It is on the same level that you have to do all the ice stuff. So, there you go. Pacifist, make it through the mire in one go without swatting any mosquitoes. You need to hustle your ass off to get this trophy. Pacifist is one of the more annoying ones because if you wait too long, the mosquitoes will kill you. So you just need to hustle, and it sucks. <laughs> no stone, no stone unturned. This is for finding every single secret. There is a tracker at the bottom of each of your level starts, so you are good to go. There's also the hub world that you have to like be aware of. Not to say hub world, but it's just it's more like another mini level that you use to transition to other levels. So yeah, it's a hub world. <laughs> that is the definition of a hub world. Not so fragile after all. Finish each level from start to finish without dying. You're gonna play through this game a couple of times. I did it once just to play through, once to collect everything and to find everything, once to then not die. So keep in mind, it is gonna be worth exploring. The two hardest ones in my opinion for not so fragile after all is and I'm sorry I can't remember the names properly. Um, but there's the the bird mission in the field, the cockroach mission at night, and then the excavator mission at the building zone. Which I think that those last two are actually the same mission because that mission sucks. Um, but it's not. Nothing in this game is so difficult that it makes you want to pull your hair out. And that's the important thing, you know? Nothing here is so difficult that it feels unfair. It just, it feels finicky. And it feels... A lot of the jumping and the the jumping and the swinging and that kind of stuff, when it comes to the not-so-fragile after all, where it's asking for perfection, it'll feel like a rusty lock essentially like there's nothing wrong with it the lock still locks but you just kind of have to like jimmy it a little bit more than you'd like if that makes any sense whatsoever and then after that the trophy is called the red thread collect all trophies and my internet is crashing again i love that um currently this this trophy is sitting at a 1.9 percent for all of its for all of its hunting. I'm not sure what it, the statistic is on PSN. I, I, I'm i going to start looking that up before I hit record. Just because it'll be another little factoid to give you guys 
that you guys might truly appreciate. But I do know that it's like in the tens. I think it's over like a 13, 14 ish. But um, Unravel is definitely not the queen of the ball. We're looking at a total of 26 trophies in Unraveled. And that is about it. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, one day I will go back and I will do Unraveled 2 to complete the series as it is. There is no word on Unraveled 3 and I don't even know how they would do that. Unraveled 2 adds a bunch of co-op mechanics and a bunch of other stuff that I'm kind of sketchy on, if I'm honest, because the parent company is EA. Even though Coldwood did a phenomenal job bringing this game to life and then just having such a mission but yeah I'm excited Unravel 2 came out back in 2018 or at least the bundle did so it's been a couple of years it's been a couple of years coming out um I'm just looking at Unravel 2 information, honestly. Oh, Faye! Faye also came out from the EA Originals. I'm sorry. I, I'm back with you guys. I have You have my attention again. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Are there any indie games that you would like me to play? Because I do feel like even though it has a big publisher, the game itself is pretty small. Like... And the development team is small as well, being pushed out through EA Originals. So, that's just how I'm thinking. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys in my next episode. Bye-bye.